0: Before we get started, a quick word about our no ads subscriptions. We're not supported by anyone but you. We don't get Zuckerbucks. We put a lot of effort and money into building a global company, all the way from Ukraine to Taiwan. We bring reporters from around the world, the best news you will find anywhere. So please support us with our no ads subscriptions. Go to the top right of any of our sites, and it'll, and it'll say subscribe with no ads. There you'll find, for 10 bucks a month, access to all of our sites with no pop-up ads on your phone. People love it. So please support us. We need your help. We really do. It's expensive what we're doing, and we need to grow to save the Republic, and we can't grow without support. So thank you very much.
1: It is necessary to investigate before legislating,
0: but the line between
1: investigating and persecuting is a very fine one.
0: The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Laura. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We've got a, a really special person with us today, Ji Van Fleet. We have done an event with her, we've interviewed her in the past, and we wanted to talk to her again. Welcome to the show, She. Well, thank you for uh, having me. So you are a survivor. You left of the Cultural Revolution during uh, Mao Tung's time period in China. You left as a child. Um, give us a quick overview of your background and, and why you're speaking out today. Yeah, actually, I left a full
1: adult. I spent my first 26 years uh, in Mao's China, and uh, 10 of those years were my school years. That was the entirety of the Cultural Revolution.
0: So, yeah, when it
1: started, I was in my first grade, and uh, after I graduated from, uh, from high school, I was sent to the countryside to be re-educated by so the what, peasants.
0: So when we say you're a survivor, you really are a survivor.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I The reason I was able to come out is because Mao died.
0: Mm. When
1: Mao died, that was uh, the end of the Cultural Revolution. Mm-hmm. And then le- uh, the next leader, um, Deng Xiaoping, decided to have reform and mm-hmm. basically economic reform and open mm-hmm. up China, open up university. That's when I could go to university and study English. And in 1986, I was able to come to America. Wow. And, um, yeah, so that's my story. And I had absolutely uh, experienced the, um, the uh, most,
0: the, I would say the most brutal communist regime in the world. Wow. So tell us about that. What kind of tactics did you see during that time period? Um, it, actually, it, it's not just cultural revolution, but cultural
1: mm-hmm. revolution was one of the uh, worst time period mm-hmm. in most China. And so, but everything used was already developed, and during mm-hmm. the uh, the seventeen years leading to the cultural revolution and Mm -hmm. one of the things is identity politics Mm -hmm. many people actually meaning um like uh, james lindsay um and we uh, a lot of people start to to call the kind of uh, cultural marxism that uh uh, in america mao is because mao really really took full advantage of political identity Mm -hmm. and so here you know People look, you know, we have many, many ethnic groups here, and so race become one of the most pronounced uh, um, way for them to divide the, the population. But in China, it's class. It's really the uh, the classic Marxist uh, way of divide people. So as soon as they took over power in nineteen forty nine, they divided the entire Chinese um, people into two groups. one is called black class, another is called red mm. class. So the black class are the people that are condemned as the enemy of the state. Back then mostly they were the people that owned properties or land. So they acquired that label, that identity which become part of themselves. It's become part of the DNA because they pass it down to their children and children's children, they all become the black class and enemy of the state. So during the Cultural Revolution, that's one of the ways they divide us.
0: Kind of like being a Trump supporter today, I guess.
1: Exactly, because by then nobody uh, owned any land anymore. Everything was confiscated. So how do you become uh, enemy of the state? By thinking the wrong thought and saying the wrong thing. Exactly, just like today, conservatives, the new, uh, the new black class. And so once you ended up in the wrong class, you are condemned as the threat to the country and you are supposed to be denounced, condemned, if necessary, uh, uh, eradicated. That's why the, the Red Guards went after those people who are uh, condemned as um, um, black class. The first one they went after were their teachers and their principals. And soon after the Cultural Revolution started, the Red Guards went after the teacher and the first teacher who uh, was killed by the Red Guards were a principal of a middle school, middle girls school in Beijing. A bunch of teenage girls killed their principal. And that was the only first, many more to come. At the end of the Cultural Revolution, some 20 million people died. And that's yeah, it's, it's sickening.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And of course, that's the only part of it. And then everything else that we, we, we uh, witness today. And uh, so free speech in China. There's no free speech ever after the uh, communists took over. But during the Cultural Revolution, it's not even free speech. Silence is violence. If you don't openly show your enthusiasm in the revolution, you're considered black class. You might be condemned and you might be uh, imprisoned. So violence, when I heard silence is violence, I said, oh my God, that is exactly what happened to us during the Cultural Revolution. And speech become weaponized. If you say the wrong thing, even though it's just sleep of tongue, you will be condemned as counter revolutionary to be a counter revolutionary is like a equivalent to today's racist um, bigot and extremist. And that is a, a, a label that fit everyone. Everyone is a one size fit all like racist, a black conservative can be a racist right today. Same thing. That was the counter revolutionary a dreadful label. Once you have that hat
0: on you, you're doomed. Not just you, the whole family. So do you have any doubt that as they gain power in the U.S., if they do, that eventually it will get to the, the killing point?
1: Absolutely. I have no doubt. We are almost there. And 2020 gave us an idea how bad it can be, how quickly, that's the thing, how quickly it can turn into violence. And people... Don't, don't think that would never happen to us at well if we don't stop it. Absolutely, it will happen to us.
0: And how should we stop it? What is, in your estimation, what are the, what, what works against this? Well, first, let me ask you, why do they want to divide, to create envy between people or to divide the country? And then and once you answer that, how do we stop it?
1: Yeah, people will say, why? Why are they, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Why? Why Mao did that? That is a good question, right? Why Mao was crazy to, uh, enough to launch a revolution against his own party, against his own institutions? Power. The reason he launched the Cultural Revolution was because he felt that he lost control of his own party and he lost control of his own government. That's why he want to burn everything down to the ground and build back better. better.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
1: Build back, according to his own image, power. This is exactly what's happening here. Why they do all this division? Why they create all this chaos?
0: Destroying the country, destroying the economy, destroying our energy, destroying everything, the family. And then then they say, why? Why do they want to destroy
1: it? That's how they get power. And they will do anything that will help them to get power. And so I will say, that's the most important thing for people to understand. And how do we fight back? And um, I will say, the first, the most important thing is to understand, right? You yeah. can't fight back something you don't understand. And a lot of people, I'm talking about conservatives, still don't understand what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree?
0: Yes, I do. Because you still think that, oh, we, we can do better in the next election. or, or Yes, we, yeah. It, it's, it's it, They're not going to be another election.
1: I know, that's exact <laughs> the exact problem, the exact problem that people still don't understand. So yeah. that's why I think the most important thing is to understand first. Knowing your enemy, knowing their goal. And then the next thing is to expose. That's exactly what we're doing here, right? To help mm-hmm. people to understand, to expose... And, uh, and then hopefully people will share the information with, um, within their circle of influence. And then we, will, we have to resist. We have to resist at a- every level and, uh, and we have to get organized. Yeah. So we have yeah. to get organized and we have to, and I think too many people just focused on the uh, presidential election, but I believe, I'm sure you agree with me, at all, everything should happen in the local level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so- It's very oh,
0: important,
1: yeah. Very, very important. We can, actually, I think you can have the White House, the Supreme Court and the Congress, and still loosen the war because- Yes. If we don't have total control of the school board, school board, my God, is so, so, so important. If we don't have control of the local um, uh, government, we're not going to win the war. So I, I think that and that's what I have been doing because in Virginia we have election this year, and many of them are the uh, uh, school board, the uh, local um, board of supervisors, and the state election. We have been focusing on I personally have been focusing on supporting the candidates. Only when we take the local uh, le- uh, the power from local level and the state level. And we can really turn things
0: around. So let's switch gears for a minute. We have a big military audience and the service academies have been heavily attacked. In fact, it came out recently that they have, uh, what do they call it? uh, When you have Soviet political officers walking around with the military officers, uh, commissars or whatever. They have those those now at the Air Force Academy, for instance. The Air Force Academy has a, DEI or diversity, equity, inclusion, minor, major, you know. So um, it's infiltrated, it's infected, it's infested with Marxists. And uh, tell our cadets, young cadets that may be listening, why DEI is not what it seems to be.
1: Yeah, I think first of all, we should push out this information to people. When you hear DEI, you should immediately think about communism. Mm -hmm. DEI is Marxist, is communist. Okay, so it's just repackaged, repackaged Mm -hmm. for American consumption. Mm -hmm. Okay, diversity here, they only talk about the diversity of color. They are not talking about diversity of ideas.
0: Political thought, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, it's one thought by different uh, people of different colors. That's all it's about. And equity, I just can't believe the term equity was accepted by Americans without real understanding. That is a Marxist term. That is absolutely a Marxist term. Equality means you know, equality of opportunity. That's American ideal. Mm-hmm. That is what make America so great. Equity is communist. That means we are, all the same and it's so the, the
0: outcome is the same yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it's all it's all the same that, uh, and and that's socialism right if you mm-hmm. work hard if you don't work hard it, it's the same and yes. uh, so it it, it it actually it's not the same and you think it's the same no there is a in the communist china after the overthrow of the old system they replace with the new system that means we're all equally oppressed equally poor Equally miserable, except the new ruling class. Yes. So that's equity, and the including is include only what they like. So this whole thing, DEI, is communist, and that's what people. That we should help people to really uh, get the idea that automatically they equate and the, uh, DEI to communism.
0: And so- well, I was going to say that, you know, communism when in form is essentially an oligarchy where you have an elite class that runs everybody else. Everybody else enjoys communism. They yeah. really get to enjoy communism.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but the, the, communism is different, only that it's very deceptive. They use beautiful terms. And then they say it's for your own good. We're doing this is for your own good, for the, the equity they achieve. It's not for, everybody lifts everybody. For your
0: health, your security, everything. Yeah. Right?
1: It's push everyone down. And the, the uh, I would say communism has nothing to do with uh, sharing uh, or, or uh, a redistribution of wealth. It is all about control. All about control and most of all, control of people's mind. And so that is uh, the commissar is absolutely um, the DEI officer equals commissar in Chinese institutions, especially in the military, the commissar has the final say and not the military officer. And that's coming, it's just absolutely frightening. It's coming to um, our military. And eventually the commissar, the DEI officer will decide, we'll have the, uh, the last decision over the military because that is the goal. That's why they put it there. And in the uh, Chinese military, the uh, the commissar go to the lowest level, not just um, a high level, very low, like a level of uh, the uh, the unit called like the a pl-
0: platoon or a squad. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, like about eighty people. I don't mm-hmm. know the uh, the translation. Yeah, into, mm-hmm. yeah. They have commissar
0: mm-hmm.
1: every level. It's being controlled by political
0: officers. So, how should we fight back against this in the military and expose it? Do you have any ideas? I know it's not your area, but.
1: I think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have to expose it and educate people, and uh, that is, uh, yeah, it's not really my expertise. Mm-hmm. And we can elect the uh, the uh, um, the officers, right? Yeah. Uh, so that mm-hmm. I think it is uh, really um, we have to change the culture. We have to take back the uh, the federal government. Yeah, that's that's how you make change. But before we do that, if we take back of the school board and the school and we started to uh, um, the uh, the education of uh, real patriotism, the education of our constitution, then we can create the future generation that will question, question those uh, indoctrination in in the higher level, in the military, for example.
0: Yeah. Shu, is anything else you want our audience to know? I'm sorry. Anything else you want people to know?
1: Um. Well, read my book.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's coming out in October. The title is uh, Mouse America, a Survivor's Warning. And in it, and I uh, listed all the parallels to help people understand what's going on in today's America is really history being repeated. And the goal is exactly the same as uh, what happened in the uh, Cultural Revolution, is people want to destroy the society in order to get absolute power. So we yeah. have to awaken to the fact. And then I only, only then can we really fight back.
0: Shi, thank you so much for your time. We'll have you back. Thank you so much.